Meanwhile, those in the cabin, Odysseus, the excellent swineherd, ate their meal, and the other men also were eating beside them. When they had quite satisfied their appetites, drinking and eating, thus did Odysseus among them speak to make proof of the swineherd, whether he yet would befriend him kindly and bid him to stay on there at the pig farm still, or would urge him to go to the city. Listen to me, you Myos, and all you other companions. Early at dawn I am eager to leave here and to go to the city. There I will beg, so that I will not wear down you and your comrades. Only advise me well, and provide me a guide who is skillful, one who can lead me there. In my need I will wander about all over the city, for someone to offer me bread and a cupful. Then, too, should I arrive at the dwelling of godlike Odysseus, I would be speaking to prudent Penelope, bringing a message, also mingling with those overbearing and arrogant suitors, seeing if they, with their plentiful food, might give me a dinner. I would do quickly and well among them, whatever they wanted. For I say to you plainly, and you take notice and heed me, through the good graces of Hermes the messenger, him who apportions to the endeavors of all mankind their grace and their glory, no other mortal could even compete with me doing the housework, neither in skillfully lighting a fire, nor in splitting the kindling, nor in the carving and roasting of meat, nor in pouring the wine out. All such service as men of the lower sort do for their betters. Deeply disturbed, you spoke to him then, Eumaios the swineherd. Ah, me, stranger, what is this notion that into your mind has entered? Apparently there on the spot you long to be slaughtered, if indeed you are wishing to enter the throng of the suitors whose outrages and violence reach to the iron-bright heaven. No such beggars as you are the men who work as their servants. No, they are men in their youth, well-dressed in mantles and tunics. Always their heads have been oiled to a shine, their faces are handsome those who work under them. Moreover, their well-polished tables, ever with bread, with meat, and with wine, are heavily loaded. Stay here instead, since nobody here is annoyed by your presence, neither myself nor anyone else I have as a comrade. But when at last he comes back home, the dear son of Odysseus, then of himself, will provide you a mantle and a tunic to dress in, also send you wherever your heart and your spirit command you. Answering him, then spoke, much suffering, noble Odysseus. May you be equally dear, you Myos, to Zeus our father, as to myself, that you stop my roaming and terrible hardships. No other evil is greater for mortals than wandering rootless, but on account of the damnable belly, malignant afflictions men have, any to whom come roaming and trouble and anguish. Now, as you hold me here, and you bid me to stay for the young man, come then, tell me concerning the mother of godlike Odysseus, also his father, whom parting he left on the threshold of old age, whether perhaps they still are alive under Helios' sunbeams, or they have died already, and dwell in the palace of Hades. Thus in his answer addressed him the swineherd, leader of people. These things, friend, I will certainly tell you exactly and fully. Still is Laertes alive, 
and to Zeus he always is praying, that at the last his spirit may waste from his limbs in his dwelling, since unbearable grief he feels for his child who is absent, and for the virtuous wife he wedded, who perishing caused him terrible woe, plunged him in an old age, raw and untimely. It was in grief for the loss of her glorious son that she perished by the unhappiest death. May nobody die in the same way who as a friend dwells here in the house and behaves as a friend does. Now so long as she yet was alive, although she was grieving, I liked often to ask about her and to make my inquiries, since herself she had reared me along with her virtuous daughter, long-robed Ctemene, whom she had brought forth last of her children. It was with her I was nurtured, and not much less was I favored. But when the two of us came to our youthful and lovely adulthood, her they gave in marriage in Same, and got many bride gifts. As for myself, she gave me a mantle and a tunic as clothing, dressed me in very fine ones, for my feet too furnishing sandals, then sent me to the fields. In her heart most dearly she loved me. Now I am lacking in all these things, but the blessed immortals favoring me make prosper the labor that I persevere in, whence I have eaten and drunk and have given to people I honor. Nothing agreeable ever is now to be heard from the mistress, neither of word nor of deed, for on that house evil has fallen, men overbearing and reckless. The servants are sorely in want of talking in front of the mistress and learning of various matters, also eating and drinking, and afterward carrying something out to the fields, which always rejoices the hearts of the servants. Speaking to him then answered Odysseus of many devices, Well, what a little one you must have been, Eumaios the swineherd, when you wandered away so far from your country and parents. But come now, tell me this, and recount it exactly and fully, whether the wide-wayed city of people was captured and ransacked, that in which your father and reverend mother were dwelling, or instead you were captured when out with the sheep or the cattle all by yourself, by enemy men who brought you in ships to sell you in this man's house, and he gave them a price that was worth it. Thus in his answer addressed him the swineherd, leader of people. Friend, since about these things you are asking and making inquiry, listen in silence for now. Take pleasure and sit there drinking wine. These nights are unending at present, and some can be sleeping, even as those who enjoy it can listen. And you do not need to take to your bed before a time. Even too much sleep can be boring. But of the others, whoever his heart and his spirit command him, Go sleep outside the cabin. Tomorrow, as dawn is appearing, after he breakfasts, let him go follow the swine of our master. Meanwhile, here in the cabin, as we keep eating and drinking, we too now will enjoy each other's afflictions and sorrows as we recall them. For even in pains can a man take pleasure later in life, when much he has suffered and far he has wandered, this I will say about what you are asking and making inquiry. There is an island that men call Syria. You may perhaps have heard of it, lying above Ortygia, out where the sun turns, not very great in the number of people, but still quite a fine place, teeming in cattle and sheep, full of wine and prolific in grain crops. Never does poverty visit the people, 
and never is any other disease found there that is hateful to miserable mortals. Rather, when each generation of men grows old in the city, then does Apollo, whose bow is of silver, with Artemis come and kill them, visiting them with their mild and benevolent missiles. In that place are two cities, between which all is divided. Over them both one man held sway as the king, my own father, Ctesios, Ormanus Sion, a man most like the immortals.